Welcome to the Adrian Tan Show. This is my podcast where I have deep conversations with the people who are enabling organizations to become ready for the future of work. My guests include a mindfulness coach, the folks behind Singapore's most popular investment app, and many more. They all have one thing in common, and that is to level up your organizations through your people. Have you tried nasi lemak popcorn? Or maybe chili crab popcorn? Well, those are the ones that I just tried recently as I got a box from the Kettle Gourmet. They are a Singapore-based popcorn manufacturer and distributor that serves fresh hand-baked popcorn in traditional and unique local flavors. They also do kaya butter toast, chicken floss, as well as a traditional one like salted caramel and chocolate. Founded in 2017 by founder and CEO Zach Chua, the Kettle Gourmet is Hala certified and uses high-quality ingredients, non-GMO natural corn and no trans fat. Inspired by his late father, a venture capitalist, Zach always knew he wanted to have his own business. So he launched his business in 2017 after finishing his degree in business management from SMU when he smelled the delicious and overbearing aroma of nasi lemak that someone has smuggled into the theatre while he was enjoying his popcorn. Today, the company has reached a daily sale volume of 1,000 popcorn bags and accrued over 300 partners and clients. Hi, Zach. Thank you for coming on to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. You're most welcome. And thank you so much for sending over the popcorns. My kids and I really love it. Although I must say, when I first opened the package and I see this nasi lemak popcorn staring at me, I was a bit taken aback. It was (laughs) very hard for me to imagine popcorn and nasi lemak. But having said that, I must say it tasted fantastic. Mm. And so does the rest, the caramel, the chili crab. But Ah. let's, let's start off by helping the audience to understand more about what you do and what are you trying to bring to the market with your company, The Kettle Gourmet? Sure, sure. All right. So I'm Zach. I'm I'm the founder of The Kettle Gourmet. So what we're, we're doing is we're actually a gourmet popcorn distributor and manufacturer. So our what makes us different really is our flavors. Lah. So I think the, the uh, if you, as you, as what Adrian just mentioned, I think, you know, we're the only ones in the market out there with, with uh, what I call the uh, crazy Asian uh, dishes out there where, where, you know, you would never expect uh, it to be infused in, into popcorn. So we are, we are non-GMO, we are we have no trans fat and we use only uh, quality ingredients. Uh. So for in terms of the, the what I bring to the market really is is I want to I want people to 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 really have a very unique experience of of snacking. Yeah. I, I think the, the way we snack have changed over the years and I think one one thing I can uh, we bring to the table is is really the the way we snack. So I, I thought of you know why not infuse uh, the flavored dish into a, a popcorn, yeah. And is this the original idea when you first started in 2017? And how, how did popcorn come into play? Because mm. when it comes to snacking, of course, there's a variety of stuff la, that mm, we can sure. consider. Why popcorn specifically? Is right. there a, a backstory behind it? Yeah, it's just a very, very interesting and, and unique story. La. I, would, I would say it's an accidental startup that took off. So I, I was in my final year in, in SMU. So I was doing a lot of events. La. And then after that, you know, we, we started testing out popcorn just, just for fun. So we went to an event, you know, we just gave out free samples and then the response was actually surprisingly good lah. so we, we tried creating a you know those landing pages where it's enough to transact so on, on that very night after the event right we actually closed a few uh, people who actually ordered online so so that gave us the the the, the motivation lah. they were like hey, actually we are on to something this can actually work so uh, subsequently uh, the orders started coming in lah. and and so so why popcorn is is definitely because it was an accidental startup but the thing that kept us going was 
you know, soon, sooner or later, right, as, as we were having a lot of fun, corporate started reaching out to us. They'll be like, hey, I want you to supply my pantry, you know, for one whole year. So our first ever client, I still remember, was TripAdvisor. Back then, you know, it was the day and age where, you know, the Google pantry became more hip, hipster, and, you know, where, where they really, it was an in thing la, for, for to have a hipster uh, workspace. So that's where they started procuring our popcorns on a subscription basis. So we were like, hey, actually, this can work because they, they actually prepay the, the, the one year's supply worth of popcorn uh, up front. So he gave us the cash flow and confidence to to actually keep producing. And and long story short, you know, here we are. We, we grew to 11 employees now. 10 of them are 10 in Malaysia, 11 in Singapore. So it's, it's been quite an amazing journey. Wow, it is an amazing journey and an amazing uh, purchase order to buy mm. one year worth of popcorn. Yeah. I can't imagine how many trucks that is going to fill up. And it's really interesting to look into uh, the B2B space. My, my personal experience has been very much in B2B. Mm-hmm. And one thing I do identify is it is easier to sell to B2B la, because, you know, for them, one year supply of popcorn actually is bad change. La. Yeah. Try to try to sell the same amount of popcorn to B2C. Uh. Wow, you do not need how many people. Correct. Not to so, mention the logistical nightmare that will be involved with B2C. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So mm. and and to to your idea of creating all this unique popcorn, because I would imagine for anyone to jump straight in, of course, you know, try and tested flavor, la, the standard butter and all that. And of course, we are seeing a lot more flavor, flavors in, in terms of popcorns. But mm. still, to go into the extent of becoming so adventurous on nasi lemak, chili crab, chicken floss, oh. and kaya butter toast, that is really something else. How, how did that come along? I, I'm certain it's not something yeah. that you started from day one. Correct, correct. So actually, yeah, we, we only, we're only selling the very basic caramel popcorn. So the, the inspiration for all these uh, wacky flavors came about when I was actually in a cinema one day, you know, enjoying popcorn. Then, you know, when you won't watch a movie, everyone will smuggle everything inside, right? So one lady actually smuggled nasi lemak inside. <laughs> so... So when you know when we, when I was eating the popcorn, right, the smell was like overpowering. Ah, then to the point where I'm like, eh, what if ah, I make uh, infuse nasi lemak into into this popcorn? Because every time every bite, I was I was munching on the popcorn, right. It, it really the 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 overbearing aroma of nasi lemak just overpowered the entire makan session. So end up, I felt like I was eating nasi lemak. So actually, that was the start of the inspira- inspiration. That's really interesting and really kudos to the lady who brought in a cinema to a cinema to eat. <laughs> uh. I had always joked, you know, with my friends when I was much younger that, you know, we should tap out chakwe tiao in to, to eat just to just to make fun of it. So it, it's, it's an interesting concept. But having said that, it must have also become a, a fan's favorite for it to be a consistent item. So mm. among all this flavor right now, which one is the top seller? Which one is... So for someone who is keen to try your popcorn, which mm. one will you ask them to give it a go first okay it would depend if you are a sweet person or a savory person if you are a sweet person i recommend kaya butter if you are savory is nasi lemak mm. right i see and and i don't understand as well right now you are moving towards more of the subscription model as well as the gift box and i believe that is targeted more at the corporate side and you mentioned earlier on your your first customer trade advisor mm. uh, and how, how many more companies are engaging or subscribing to your popcorn right now in okay, singapore so today we have about almost 300 b2b's so we service like google office facebook office uh, a lot of hotels a lot of restaurants yeah, so it's it's easy to sell because pop, everyone understands why it's popcorn. So and and I'm not selling a service, ma. So it, it, for a product, right? You just samples, long. So it, I give you samples. You you try. If if you like it, then okay lah. We can speak. If not, then it's okay. So so our our sales journey was actually quite smooth as well. 
And you mentioned you have about 10 employees in Malaysia. So mm. are you also selling into Malaysia? Which other countries are you in right now? So we're actually exporting. And in the midst, we're actually also finding more exporters or rather overseas importers. So uh, we recently shipped one container to Indonesia. Manila, Philippines is also waiting, pending confirmation. Uh, we're also doing with China. But recently, China, they came out with this import law for, for, for food. So it's, it's, there's a bit of a hiccup here and there. But I think we'll, we will uh, overcome it. So what's the key thing that you have learned from this whole journey and being an accidental entrepreneur getting into the F&B industry? Are there any mm. things that, any preconceived notion that was demolished during your, what, uh, four, five years journey as an entrepreneur? Sure. So the first thing is entrepreneurship is totally different from what we think. Like I was in, in SMU, I studied a lot of business. A lot of it was, was theory. It was very, it was useful, yes, but mainly it's, it's all about networking and application. It's who you know, not what you know. I would say that's the, the first point. Second thing is I, I learned to really just ask. Like people are actually more willing to help than than you think. So along along the way, I mean, there'll be obstacles. I, I have no F&B background. You know, i a pure business student and then uh, to start an F&B is, is really overwhelming at first. Lah. But if, if as you go along your journey, you will meet people at the same stage as you. You can help each other, learn together, uh, learn from each other's mistakes. And then it, it will, it's actually a very fun and meaningful journey. Mm. But has it been smooth sailing for you since day one? I would imagine as a new brand, as a mm. new startup, it must have been quite tough and there yeah. might be some stumbling block, mm, some definitely. some pitfalls. Could, could, could we talk mm. about that? How, how, sure. how did you recover from them? And importantly, mm. what do you learn from them? Sure. Okay, the start is always the hardest. Like like when you really start on, on day one, you don't know what to do. So many things to, so many fires to fight. So in terms of challenges I face, right? Uh, let me... Let's see how we can structure it. Okay, uh, let's divide it into people, product, and process. Okay, so for people, right, number one is always finding the right partner. Like you, at the start, it's always the journey will seem so bright with with, with your partner, but uh, along the way, you know, because of misalignment of vision and and uh, values, you definitely will clash here and there. So my first advice would be to find a partner that can complement your skill set. That's that's the ultimate foundation. Second one will be will be employees under people. Employees, uh, you need to hire the the, the right one. And, and people management is always a nightmare, I think, for every business. So you will slowly find uh, someone who can fit into your culture. People will come and go, that's for sure. And eventually, you you will settle with, with a team. And, and it's... It's never smooth sailing in terms of people management. You know, things will happen here and there. But I think it's how you overcome it. Mm. So next will be product. Product, you know, for me, I started with zero FMB. So a lot of it was common sense at the start. <laughs> we used a lot of common sense to, to maneuver our way around. Like our first POS system was an Excel sheet I created. So everything, we just use logic to to, to make sure that it, it gets done. So uh, especially for the delivery system, Everything, so long as, as, as it serves its purpose, is fine. And last, we process. So similarly, we, we, we had no experience as well. This is, this is a disadvantage of being a, a fresh grad, by the way. You should work first, but it's okay. So along the way, you know, there are people who help me. They're saying, you know, you should do this. You should link up with this career service. You should do this. You should do that. So, so ultimately, we somehow or another scrape our way through. And here we are. <laughs> And well, you, you mentioned that, of course, as a fresh grad, there's a lot of shortcomings. But I, I would say also because of that, you do not have the baggage. Mm. If you have been in F&B for the longest time and uh, someone were to come to you, hey, start a popcorn business, like, you might overthink it and not even 
have yeah. begun to you know to to even start off. So you you mentioned today right now you have quite a number of customers uh, and daily sales volume of one thousand popcorn bags. Yeah. This would be this would be prime. I would imagine primarily in Singapore. Yes, mainly in Singapore. Mm. And and let's talk about this uh, gift box thing as well as uh, the the upcoming stuff that you may have in mind. Let's talk about the gift box first. How, how do you actually come across this idea of using a gift box concept? Because when when we ask our customers, you know, what, why are you buying our popcorn? You know, they're like, oh, cute, ma. But other than that, I want to give. So a lot of our customers actually buy, right, not for themselves, but they buy it to give to to, to others. So the, the best, the funniest scene was one of our customers when she gave our gift box as a Christmas present. Her friend, for gift exchange, her friend also bought the same gift box. <laughs> so, so it's a very uh, humbling experience for, for, for us. We, we learn to, you know, popcorn, we, we don't just treat it like a snack. So we are slowly targeting the, the gift market, we're targeting the customization market and, and also the subscription. And, and right now for companies or for even people who is keen to uh, get your popcorn, do you have any pop-up card on your shop or is it purely done online? So we we during a COVID we actually entered with a fair price finders all twenty eight outlets, so you can get them there. Alternatively, we are also in several cafes like your Coma Cafe. We are also in this Singapore has this newest supermarket where you can just take the thing and, and just walk out. It's called Pick and Go. It's available in all three outlets at Pick and Go. We are also in several cafes, and other than that, the rest will be online. Uh. Online, we are, we have other than our e commerce, right? We have we are on Shopee. We are also on GrabFood. If you stay near the east, we are on Food Panda as well. And we're also on the latest Air Asia. They recently entered a delivery service. Ah, interesting. I stay in the east, by the way, so I'll definitely ah. check it out on the app. Yeah. And uh, on to on to the the taste of mm. your popcorn. Obviously, to infuse nasi lemak or chili crab into popcorn, mm. I would imagine it would definitely require a lot of flavoring. How do you actually circumvent some of the concerns about, oh, you know, artificial flavoring, la, not healthy, la, that kind of stuff? Mm, okay, I think there are two, two points. One is healthy. For us, to be honest, we, we don't qualify for the Healthy Pyramid logo because we're not exactly the, the healthiest. La. I mean, then again, it's popcorn, right? But we try to position ourselves as a, a, a less sweet because we during the R&D process, we, we try and put less sugar to, to make ourselves less sweet because we feel that some of our competitors, they are too sweet out there. But in terms of artificial flavoring, I, I don't think it's a an issue. In fact, I think it's quite remarkable that nowadays your artificial some of the artificial flavoring tastes nicer than the original dish. So we actually use that to our advantage. So when when we, we put it in, let's say we put chili crab into popcorn, right? We we actually bring about a few solutions that that uh I would otherwise uh, not be able to happen. So first would, would be what I call the portability. So example, right? Can you you can't really bring a chili crab you can't tap out a chili crab from Singapore to overseas right that's where you know we come in we put it in a popcorn and then you can you know ship it overseas number two will be the awareness of flavor so when we we're doing R and D we actually we we're coming up with this you know pulu hitam which is like a black glutinous rice we we're actually surprised that when we do the survey right all the younger generation they've never heard of it so so the second point that we we bring will be to to bring aware of of the flavors that they wouldn't otherwise have known. The third will be the, the challenge, like the, the flexibility and, and innovation of food. Like we're trying to be uh, different. We've all, we're always trying to be different and innovate ourselves. Yeah. 
You mentioned about pulu hitam. That will be one of the upcoming flavors for right. or addition to to your uh, lineup. Any mm. other flavors that you are experimenting with that audience mm. can look forward to? We're actually experimenting with uh, fish head curry as well. Yeah, so fish head so, curry also can. Uh. <laughs> it can can. So I think our chefs are having a lot of fun. Uh. Every day, all they do is just uh, make make different flavors of popcorn. <laughs> may, may may I put in a suggestion? Uh, can sure. we do? Can you consider a bakwa flavored? Oh, uh, actually, on, we actually did, you know. Two years ago, we actually went uh, viral on, on a lot of news because of our bakwa popcorn. This was before we were halal certified. La. So back then, we were having a lot of fun. Ah, we, yeah, we even had Bailey's popcorn, fun fact. We actually have inside got alcohol. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. But those are more of a one-off thing. La. Yeah, correct. But then we were still having a lot of fun. La. You know, we're still not serious yet. So it was like a fun project. La. So now, right. yeah, now we have to make it very commercialized. Yeah, but it's still fun. It's still fun. Understood. I I brought up uh, Bakwan because my friend used to travel to South Africa a lot, mm. and interestingly, the the people over there love Bakwan, and he oh. has to smuggle them in. Is it? And you mentioned, you know, you cannot you cannot bring in chili crab, but you can bring in chili crab flavored uh, exactly. popcorn. There you go. Yeah. So that that got me thinking. Mm. So other than the new flavor, I understand there's also a new partnership that you are uh, working on. Can you tell us more about that? Oh, okay. So we're actually entering the licensing game. So this inspiration came about, you know, you know the Secret Lab chairs, right? Yes, to, I do. To, to me, I mean, they are more than just a chair company. They are actually, they are more into the licensing. You know, that's where, you know, they make uh, like, example, Game of Thrones chairs, Dota chairs, all your eSports chairs. That's what makes, uh, makes it appealing for, for users to buy it. So, Having take that, having said that, right, the the inspiration, you know, if 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 Secret Lab can do uh Pokemon chairs, for example, can we do Pokemon popcorn? So, so we actually are partnering with with Pokemon for some of our uh, uh packaging. We're going to launch a new series of of uh, packaging quite soon. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. But it's Pokemon packaging, and in terms of the flavor. Okay, so the flavors we are we are still in the this in discussion whether to to launch a new series or will it be the same? Because ultimately, it's it's for mainly targeted at tourists as well. We will be in the Pokemon Center at Changi Jewel, so some of them, you know, the Angmos, they cannot take like like spicy. So we we may need to uh, plan properly. Yeah, understand. And as a business owner, I'm I'm very certain over the past year, even until today, because of COVID nineteen, it has been quite tough, lah. For many businesses, especially those in the FMB, well, how has that affected your business during this period of time? Oh, actually, we are very, very lucky. We are one of the lucky few that actually our sales doubled during COVID. So, when everyone started moving from home, right, we've we've always been this has always been our space. We've always been a digital first business, so we never pay any rent. There's there's, there's always very very lean lah. So there's no overheads, and we've always been uh, very aggressive with uh, digital marketing. So when when everyone started working from home, our B two B sales dropped lah. Those pantry ones, which is which is very normal and ex- and expected. We refocus all our resources on B two C, which is the Facebook ads. So ironically, it actually moved faster. So we were very, very lucky. That's why I also took the time to rebrand. So our old packaging was the orange color bags. And because and during COVID, you know, uh, everything was, was quite slow. So we just use it, uh, take, took the opportunity to rebrand. That's for, therefore, that's, that, that explains the snack monsters that you see now. Right. My family is one of those that really bought a lot of snacks during uh, phase one of Circuit yeah. Breaker. And, and, and everyone is pulling the same trick, advertising in your face, on Instagram, getting influencer to mm-hmm. share about stuff. And we just bought so many yes. things over Live the Live stream also, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, mm. so last thing before before we end off, as a experienced entrepreneur, what's your advice for people out there who might be keen to start something, especially in the F and B space? What was your advice to a young entrepreneur out there? I would say just start like don't don't think so much analysis before paralysis, right? So just just whack like you never know. You never know all the good things that can happen. The upside is yours. The the downside is very limited. At most, you lose everything you started with. And and I think once once you are right, right, the rest is history already. So just start. Awesome. Thank you so much for your advice. And last thing for people who is keen to learn more about Ketogome, where can they go to? You go to www.thekettlegourmet.com to, to check us out. I actually have a uh, 10% discount for your listeners. Just code ZAC10, Z-A-C-1-0. When you check out, you get you enjoy 10%. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, the link as well as the promo code will be in the show notes. And Zach, thank you again for making time today. Lovely conversation with you. And I wish all the success in mm. your journey with the Ketogome. Thank you so much for having me, Adrian. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can refer to the show notes for links to more information about our guests and their businesses. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would be helpful to give a review on iTunes or follow me on Spotify. If you're using Overcast, please hit the star button under the episode. That will help get this episode and podcast out to more people who may find it useful. I'll see you in the next episode of The Agent Han Show.